0: Learn more at marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. And this is Bang. And it is late in the season, man. How How are you feeling about the, about the season right now? Are you excited? Are you kind of like, meh? Are you just like in it for the spectacle of watching Steph?
1: Yeah, it's mainly Steph. But if you think about who's in the playing tournament, I mean, this is going to be pretty damn fun. Who
0: do you want the Warriors to play? I feel like the Warriors are definitely going to get into the playing
1: tournament. Who do you want them to face? I think it will be more fun to watch them play against um, uh, New Orleans. I think it would not be fun to watch them play against Memphis. Why? What, what scares you about Memphis? Memphis is a team that like kind of (laughs) knows what it is. Um, And I, I kind of feel like um, New Orleans is sort of um, individual pieces. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. 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 Do you think um, regardless of who they play, how are you feeling about their chances of getting, you know, into the
1: actual first round of, I think it's, I mean, I might be in the minority here, but it kind of sucks if you're a good team, actually, last year or this year. Like, it kind of sucks. It doesn't really guarantee you anything. It doesn't even, like, it makes you more worried. Like, if I had, if we had a death lineup right now, I'd be kind of worried that somebody was going to get injured and somebody is going to, you know, lose in the first round or somebody's going to get, um, COVID or get um protocoled out of the playoffs. Like it's kind of a strange time to have a good team right now. I mean, look at Denver, look at the Lakers. Um, I mean, do you want to be any of these fan bases? I mean, we got our hits early on, so we're kind of like, yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I am feeling a little bit better because they got their injuries out of the way, you could say, and um, they're gonna get A D back. And they're getting LeBron back and they're going to be, uh,
1: relatively rested, you know? Um, Oh, so you're in the mindset that they rested, they rested during the, the lull and they'll come back strong for the playoffs. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, AD probably wasn't working out that much. He might be rusty, but this is what, like he has just enough games to warm up for, for the playoffs and same with LeBron, you know? So, uh, and Denver, I mean that Jamal Murray thing that that sucks. But you know, at least they signed Austin Rivers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did not know that. That's great.
0: Um, but say the Warriors make it to the first round, right? And you know, most likely they would get Utah or Phoenix. Any any preference for for one of those teams?
1: Gosh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they would have a better chance against um, Utah for some reason based on the experience this year, but Mm Utah has been pretty damn good. Um, I also don't know if Chris Paul would make it through the playoffs, but I guess it's just the first round, so he should be fine, but I, I don't believe in Chris Paul through the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I believe in Chris Paul for the first round, at least. Uh, I would, I would say like I prefer the Jazz, but there's just so many of them, you know. Like you look at that team, and even though they haven't gotten deep in the playoffs, they have a lot of dudes, you know, a lot of yeah. dudes who, that the Warriors can't match. Every all the way from uh, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Inglis always messes with the Warriors. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, they just go deep into a well of of. A veteran, solid veteran play that the Warriors couldn't match up against.
1: I want, so if this makes sense, I would, I would want the Utah Jazz as the number one seed first round as the Warriors team. If I was in the Western Conference finals, I would prefer to have the Suns.
0: That makes total sense, you know, because by then Chris Paul might be injured (laughs) or he's out of gas
1: or DeAndre Ayton's kind of like teetering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how much DeAndre Ayton actually plays or how critical he is in the playoffs when it comes down to it. But um you know, if the Warriors get in at the 8th seed, the last time the Warriors gotten in as the 8th seed, they took out the Mavericks in the We Believe era.
1: Were you uh, did you go to any of those games? Did you attend those games? No,
0: no, no. I was I was already living in LA at that point. Uh, and that shit was fun. I I Tivo'd the games and I think <laughs> maybe I burnt them onto a DVD before I Got rid of my old TiVo, but but uh, who knows? I got a bunch of those and maybe some Manny Pacquiao fights from way back when. <laughs> on there. That, but, those games
1: are great. But yeah, we had we had tickets to that playoff series. Um, oh man, how many of the games? Yeah, that did you was go to? fun. I went to two games. Did you go to the last game, or was that was that it in uh, Oakland? I went. Both of the games I went to were were wins yeah i don't remember which games they were but we went yeah. to two wins
0: but you didn't go to like the the final game that they where they won i didn't the go to the final the final game okay
1: yeah um man that was fun i mean i've cried like 20 times in my life and that was one of them <laughs> only 20 <20? laughs> i'm just guessing <laughs> it's a rough estimate man you're you're a, you're a stoic motherfucker <laughs> Um, if it was 20 then it would be once yeah so i'm saying it's a one out of 20 time my question to you is what i mean this is this this since it's the last time that this happened i want to compare i want to compare the two teams like what do you think of the warriors um in oh what is this oh six oh seven to to now um I think God, that was such a long time ago. I can't believe I just said 0-6. That feels like yesterday. <laughs> I mean, the question really
0: is: Would the We Believe team beat this team? You know, who would win? know, yeah. best of seven. And I think the We Believe team would win. Just off yeah. the top of my head, top to bottom. I mean, you have on this current roster, you have top heavy Steph, and then Draymond, and then there's like a chasm. You know what I'm saying? And then if you look at the the we believe roster, you go Baron Davis. I don't know who you want to throw in as the second most important person, whether it's Steven Jackson or uh Jason Richardson. But regardless, after that, the drop-off isn't as bad. Like they're consistently like the same level of player. The uh Andrew Wiggins on this team, we just he just dropped off completely. Would you rather have Stephen Jackson or Andrew Wiggins? I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have um, Air France, Michael Pietrus, <laughs> than Andrew I, Wiggins.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be a competition to see who would step out of bounds more, like uh, Kent Bazemore or uh, Michael Pietrus.
1: I mean, I, yeah, even a, a rookie Kalena Azubuki, um would be yeah. uh, number uh, like like the Jordan, uh, like the Jordan pool, uh of this team. I mean, and then you have Monte and Harrington, you know,
0: like there's just a, uh, I think that team would just outplay this current, this current Warriors roster, especially in the non-Steph minutes, man. They would just like eat them alive, you know? And, uh, uh, although I would love to see Steven Jackson from 2007, like, uh, get into like shouting matches and fights with Draymond. (laughs) That'd be fascinating.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- it would be funny because they would back uh, it would be Monte and it would be Steven Jackson like immediately, immediately on Draymond. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine somebody on the Warriors second unit guarding Monte Ellis pre ankle injury? Not that that affected him that much to begin with, but you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Baron Davis on the first team and then, and then you have to deal with Monte on the second team. So no, no. I mean, this is, this is a good team. (laughs) What can you say? (laughs) I mean, it's, it's I mean, would you think they're a better coach too?
0: Um, for the playoffs and for schemes, Don Nelson. Yeah. I think Don Nelson. Can I
1: read you who all the assistant coaches were at the time? Do you know this? This is crazy. Uh, I didn't know this uh i
0: not off the top of my head but i'm sure there were some good dudes on there who
1: larry riley <laughs> russell turner i don't know who russell turner is uh travis Schlank might have heard of him what steven silas might have heard yeah, of him yeah. and keith smart yeah yeah not a bad assistant coaching staff either yeah yeah so i definitely think
0: don nelson would would scheme for uh, uh the playoffs I mean that guy is so flexible, you know what I mean? He'll just look look at something and be like, "Okay, we're going to do this." Whereas obviously Steve Kerr is like, "We're going to do what we do. We're going to play our game." You know, uh but you know, that that would be that would be fascinating. I would love to see Jordan Poole try to stay in front of Monte Ellis.
1: I don't I don't think this Warriors team could stop Mike Dudley <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean by the way, I, I, I do not think it's a coincidence that the Warriors have had two very, very below-average years <laughs> ever since Mike Dunleavy
1: joined the Fault. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's I – mean, I mean, he's a scout.
0: Yeah, just being in the building, man, that's bad Just being in the building, back in the <laughs> building, yeah. I, I, like, if it wasn't for all the titles – people wouldn't be as as a uh, forgiving but yeah i don't know i kind of think that this team i don't know when i look at uh Steph on this team we all saw the 2008 NCAA's when he just carried that Davidson team to like the sweet 16 or whatever and he's basically just doing that all over again you know he's taking a bunch of relatively mediocre dudes like the nba version of mediocre and just chucking up, you know, like uh high highly efficient, but he's just carrying this team and it's ridiculous because you know, people are question people are surprised that he's doing this at 33, but he had a fucking year off, man. <laughs> he had a year off and he trains like crazy, you know? And he also had like even though they went to the finals all those KD years, those three years, he took the ga- like the his foot off the gas a little bit. Obviously, because he had to accommodate for KD, and it kind of probably like conserve some of his youth or whatever. And you know, um, I I hopefully hopefully this goes on for a few more years because we got at least like one taken away from us.
1: I mean, I dare say I I see him doing this into his thirty thirty when he's thirty seven and thirty eight playing off the ball. I yeah. mean, does he really need to be that fast? to get no. off the ball and is he really going to get double teamed and triple teamed when he's just a three point threat. No, no. I mean, did, did Ray Allen ever get double teamed when he played for the heat?
0: Oh, not when, no, no. Are you kidding me? Who are you going to double off of? No.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he might in some ways be more efficient and effective as a different weapon. And I also feel like he's going to develop different old man game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And improve yeah. himself.
0: Yeah. Like his version of the Jordan, like turn around fade away. Yeah. Um, and I actually look forward to the day when it's just him, when Steph and clay just running off ball <laughs> for like 30 minutes a game. Uh, that was what I thought the strategy might be during uh right before the draft, when they were talking, when, you know, the idea that they might draft LaMelo was like, okay. I mean, no one knew LaMelo was going to be this good so quickly. Uh, but my thought was that LaMelo was going to slowly come on in two, three years. He was going to be the point guard and he was just going to be finding Steph and Clay like open all around the three-point line. And that was going to be how they were going to play in the future. God. Who knows? Maybe they'll find, uh, oh. maybe uh, Maybe Jalen Suggs will, uh, will, uh Find his way to the Warriors and 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 help out with that future, but you know we'll see.
1: I really wish we had Lamelo right now, not to have Lamelo, but because we could have traded him for so much more right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, trading him with Lee's. can you imagine like winning, getting, getting a player that wins wins Rookie of the Year and then trading him right away, but not being a bad player like Michael Carter Williams, but an actually good player?
0: Yeah. Like Chris Weber. Oh
1: wait, that's Mitch Weber. That's Mitch Richmond or Chris Weber, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Weber. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you you asked me about this season, how you feel about the season, and you know, personally, I love watching all of us and watching Steph. But obviously, you know, we probably won't win the championship this year, and so it's a lost season of Steph in his prime. Would Would you consider this season to be a success if Steph won the MVP?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never really think about like terms of like, Oh, this season was a success. Um, I I don't really think too hard on that. Um, but I would think it'd be very well worth it to have watched all the games and to have done a a podcast episode after every game. If he wins the MVP, um, I, I personally don't, don't think he will. Uh, I think there's a lot of Nikola Jokic, Um sentiment that unless he falls flat on his face, um, I I I think he'll definitely get it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So three
1: or four in a row after the Jabal Murray, um, yeah.
0: I mean, with Austin Rivers. (laughs) Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it it would be a success. You know, I think it'd be a success that Steph came back, that he played at this level, and that he showed who he is, who he can be, that he's still that guy. So, yeah, you know, it's a failure in terms of developing James Wiseman, in my opinion, unfortunately. I, I At the end of the season, I'll probably go back and listen to some of the early podcast episodes where I speak so glowingly about him and be like, wow, when did this uh, go off the rails so quickly?
1: Oh, man, I really wish... I don't I I want to know when the summer league's gonna start. If it if it's gonna happen. Um because man, dude, it would have been great to see him at Summer League, but I guess it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's I guess I'll look forward to summer league to watch my man Nico Mannion and whomever the Warriors draft. And Jessup. Yeah. Oh my god. Jalen Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. My friend asked me today, like if I had to pick between Green and Kaminga who I would take. This is a little off topic, but uh who would you take?
1: I'd pick Kaminga, dude. Green just seems like I'm I'm tired of dealing with players like this right now.
0: Just chuckers or like
1: I want I want, I want somebody that knows their role and fills a role. Yeah. And can play as a team. Yeah. It's so much more exciting to see uh JTA play with Draymond and Steph than it is to sort of see uh Wiggins or um, or um, Ubre just kind of like you could see their brain functioning (laughs) while they're trying to make while they're trying to play, and it just it's just tiring.
0: In terms of Green and Kamenga, like I don't know, I think I'd have to see some of the how the rest of the G League highlights went because I only watched the first game. But it sucks because I think like if the Warriors had succeeded in developing Wiseman more quickly and better this year. Then they'd feel more confident about taking somebody who was a little bit more of a project, and I think Kaminga is a little bit more of a project. Although in three years, I think he'll be a better player than Green. Uh, but the thing about Green is like he would be instant offense. He couldn't guard. But you already right know for what shit. he is, though, right? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, uh, I, it's it's too bad because there's so much pressure uh, from people. I think on the outside say, "Hey, you can't do." development thing with a teenager with a 19 year old all over again, unless they had done it well, you know? And then it's like, if they did it well, they're like, Oh, we could do this in our sleep. Send us all your 19 year olds. We'll develop all of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, I I still, I still have hope. This is, imagine if you got a new job in the middle of pandemic, like how well can you do that new job? And now imagine if that job was basketball. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well at this point in life i'd be terrible at that job yeah um but no i i i fully have faith in in james wiseman like i i i don't want to trade him for bradley beale i don't want to trade him for many people at this point like i i, I love his potential and i love his skill set that's same thing with kamingo like he can do a lot of things he's just a little rough you know in terms of reps
1: yeah, yeah. L- l- if you think about if you think about the trades that are available back then and what they're worth now. Like I'm pretty sure we could have gotten what Aaron Gordon and Cole Anthony. Like would yeah. you have, would you do that now? Would you rather have A- Aaron Gordon and Cole Anthony right now?
0: Oh man. Um
1: Cole Anthony, he's still pretty good, right? Like he started off hot. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I've seen right. like I've seen like two games and he wasn't playing them.
0: I mean, bottom line is I believe in Wiseman's future still as long as he heals 100% from that meniscus. And obviously, Cole Anthony and Aaron Gordon would have helped them more this season in terms of like making the playoffs. So, you know, I like Wiseman.
1: Julius Randle and Halliburton. Bro,
0: <laughs> yeah, I would take that. <laughs>
1: Are
0: you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like,
1: I mean, this like, is the kind of stuff that was available back then, right? That we would have made fun of back then. Yeah. like We would have made fun of Julius Randle and, and Halliburton back then. We would have wanted Halliburton, but we would have made fun of Julius Randle.
0: And Julius Randle wouldn't be what he is right now if he played on the Warriors. You know, like he wouldn't have gotten this many touches um, and he would have just had to fill his, fill in his spot. You know, he would have been like the the big man Uber.
1: <laughs> the moment when the Warriors don't make it past whatever round, what, what I do when I watch the playoffs when the Warriors aren't in is I like to root for the team that, I mean, this is obsessed. This may be the craziest thing to think of as a Warriors fan. Um, other than like downloading the PDF of the CBA, which I do sometimes to look stuff up. Um, is to watch playoff games and root for the team that, or root against the team that you know you want to have blown up so that it helps the Warriors at some point. So Mm -hmm. knowing that, which team would you want to win the whole thing that would help the Warriors the most? Like here's, a let me give you an example, right? Mm -hmm. So if Denver doesn't win this year, like, or loses in the first or second round, I mean, Aaron Gordon might be available. You never know. if the if the Lakers win the whole thing, I don't think there's anybody really available because those are all just chess pieces that move around, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if the Clippers don't win, then suddenly that contract that jo- <laughs> that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have, which is I think just ne- next year they're mm-hmm. fully signed, and I think they're free agents after next year, which yeah. is fucking crazy, right? Yeah. So I'm definitely rooting for the Clippers to lose in the first round. Like those are some yeah. examples. What do you think?
0: Oh man, I would love for the Clippers to lose early, um, just because I, I just enjoy watching the Clippers fall apart. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, but and isn't it, that's just old hat? It just happens now. You're not going to feel sorry for them at some point.
0: No, no. Are you kidding me? Not yeah. not. Um, it's so weird. Paul George, like he was everybody's favorite kind of no name underdog player when he battled against LeBron when he was in Indiana, you know, and, and LeBron was in Miami and he finished like fourth in the MVP voting. Then he breaks his leg and then he comes back and everybody's like, yeah, it's Paul George. Um, And now he's kind of, you know, for the most part outside of Clippers fans, people kind of had a poor, have a poor opinion of him. And I'm one of those people, like not, I don't hate him, but like I, I prefer him to lose than win, you know, because Playoff P. I just don't like people who give themselves nicknames. You know, I didn't like it when Kobe called himself Black Mamba. Um, and I don't like him, you know, when Pandemic P or side of the backboard P starts mouthing off about how, how, uh, how good he is, you know? So uh, that ubris needs to be taken down a little bit. So I wouldn't mind seeing them lose and then being kind of taken apart. And there's something, something beautiful to me about the Clippers' uh, futility continuing in every shape and form, like in all these iterations, like, oh, Lob City, it's over. Like, oh, Donald Sterling's gone, it's over. It's like, oh, we got Kawhi and, and Paul George, it's going to be over. And then, you know, it's it's
1: it's kind of fun. Like the NBA is not the same after that, you know? my My favorite thing about them is – all the LA fans are just like, yeah, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George coming back home to LA. And then the first season together, like was a flop and everyone's like, actually Paul George is from Palmdale and <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is from Riverside. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, as, like- <laughs> as much as
0: I dislike uh, Lakers fans on my social media feeds, cause so many of my acquaintances and friends are, from LA I do very much enjoy when the Clippers fall apart and then the Lakers fans (laughs) just come after them it's 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 hilarious because they just it's so easy to come after them as a as Lakers fans right like not even for all the winning that the Lakers have done but like after the the playoff collapse against the Nuggets last year it was it was hilarious so yeah I would vote for that and I would also just like to see the continuing drama of like what Kawhi and and paul george would do you know and how they would try to make that uh work and i would love to see doc rivers kind of like throw them shade from uh you know 2500 miles away
1: (laughs) i love i love seeing laker fans be laker fans like there's no other fan base that would like get upset that they sign lebron like i just don't get them (laughs) at all they're hilarious but You know, not as hilarious in a sad way that Clipper fans are, but I also respect Clipper fans for like being Clipper fans like to grow up in like what what does it take for you to grow up in L.A. and be like, nah, like I'm not a Lakers fan. Like, I'm going to roll for 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 the Clippers. Like, I grew up watching Danny Ferry. I don't know. Like, what is it that makes you become a Clipper fan instead? Like, even with with the Mets and Yankees, like there's still a geography within New York City um with the with the I guess with the Jets and the Giants they play in the same stadium as well so I don't get I, I just actually no that's the they were the New York Jets right so then the the are they more New Jersey who the the Jets the, the Jets fans are they all more Jersey fans um they're more like I don't from New Jersey I
0: don't, I don't know. know I just don't really get how it
1: works that. yeah to grow I up think- a Clippers fan
0: I'm guessing it's kind of like this contrarian attitude or like, you know, being a kid and, and rooting for the underdog or something. Because it's like that thing where, you know, like at least when I was growing up, there was this sense that oh, Michael Jordan was awesome when he first came on the scene. And then people started hating him because he was everybody's favorite player. And so you go for for the underdog. It's, it, it's That's the only way I can explain it. Because for one, they had god awful uniforms and none of their players are ever any good. And, and they always got hurt there was a clipper curse right and they drafted poorly
1: great so let, let's think about the top the top teams then right let me yeah. i'm just going to list them off to you and you tell me if if you if you want them to win or lose because and then tell me if you want them to lose like who from that team you think that we can get if they blow yeah. it yeah 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 so yeah so we'll just go in the top the top top of the standings the utah
0: I hope they. I hope they win. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. <laughs> anybody besides the Lakers or the Clippers winning the title? Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Phoenix.
1: To go. How about Phoenix?
0: Um, man, they're on the up and up. So if they lose, they're just going to keep going forward. They're not going to. Do get you rid want of Chris
1: anybody. Paul to win a championship? Do you feel bad for him yet?
0: No, no, I don't. Because, um, like. There's things about his game I don't like, the the flopping, the, you know, weird, like strange attitude all the time and the belligerence. And I mean, I respect what he's done, but he seems like one of those dudes that's perfect, who's made to like have this long career, but never make or win the finals. It's like the basketball yeah. gods just kind of like, you know, spewing this karma like, oh, you know,
1: you're kind of a dick next team clip clippers i mean you want them to lose
0: yeah yeah i so will
1: we'll move on
0: yeah i don't necessarily believe any of that bs when people saying like oh the word's gonna have to go after Kawhi." i don't know i didn't even read any of those articles or if there were any but you know moving on
1: yeah he bought a house in san diego and la fans got freaked out like it's so far away <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty hilarious I don't even think it's in San Diego proper. I think it's like halfway in between. Let me see where the house is. Seven million dollar house in oh Pacific Palisades. So that's he north is in LA. Yeah, that's, that's north, north of LA. Yeah. Oh, he also owns a penthouse next to Staples Center and a $13 million home in San Diego. So he has three homes. My bad. <laughs>
0: He's not coming here, man. He's not coming to the Bay. He's not He's coming
1: not. to the Warriors. I mean, like... if you own three homes in Southern California, why are you gonna suddenly play in at Chase Center?
0: Yeah, and He's not going to want to
1: play second fiddle.
0: All right, Philly. Hmm. Do you think if they lose early, I don't know what their contract, yes. contract situations are. That's
1: the answer. Yes, I think they'll trade one of them.
0: Yeah, I would love to see them lose. Although it's they're, they're a team, like if they win the title, I'm like, hey, cool. But um, that's definitely a team where we could circle both those guys, yeah. both
1: them and so Simmons. You, you want them to either lose in the first round or win the whole thing. Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't want none of those guys, man. <laughs> none of them. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, the Nets were a team that I wanted to win the title beginning of the season. I'm pretty indifferent at this point because they've just picked up a lot of players I'm not a fan of. Um, I don't necessarily want Harden or Blake Griffin to win a title. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the only guy from that team I would want is Joe Harris. <laughs> If we're being realistic about how the how it would affect chemistry and the salary cap, yeah. I'll take Joe Harris. Uh Denver. I think that if they lose I think they'll keep Aaron Gordon. I think they're going to ride it out and see what happens cuz they're still on the up and up and why make that trade and then blow it up yeah. right away, you know. That's true. Especially without yeah. Jamal Murray, you know, they're they're going to have to this see season's a wash, them, next season's it, a wash too. Run it back, yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee I just want to see them keep losing man I don't know (laughs) I don't I mean Giannis is locked in right so I mean he
1: can still force his way out
0: yeah like it'll take a couple more seasons of bad losses in the playoffs and disappointments but um what he's he's signed up for at least four years or something I don't know but yeah, yeah, lose, lose. It, it's a long play with the,
1: with the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah. Lakers. Lose. No okay. questions asked. No questions. Portland. Portland's an interesting one.
0: Um, as much as I would like to see Dame Lillard win, I wouldn't want to see all the people like chirping saying Dame is as good as Steph. But in terms of their players, there's no one I really want. I don't think. You don't want CJ? You know, to me, like, I like CJ, but I, with Clay coming back, even though that's kind of an unknown, I don't like him that much. New York? There's nobody on that team that that I want. They're they're just going to keep going as is. I mean, they're they're overachieving this season. They're not going to move Randall. They're not going to move there like quickly or anything unless, you know, they get a
1: better deal. Dallas, Boston, Atlanta, Miami. Yeah, that's pretty much.
0: I would love for the Celtics to lose because I just love seeing that fan base um, you know, you know, get like because right? It was just a few years ago, it was like, "Oh my god, they have all these picks and they're really forming something and Brad Stevens is a boy genius." And now it's like, "Should they fire Brad Stevens?" And now like all those picks have turned into you know, some assets but not as great as they thought they would be. They got Tatum, they got Brown. But
1: I would love to have Jalen come back to the Bay. That would be my dream. But that's they're never gonna trade Tatum. Does he have a
0: connection? I mean, does he you know what? He played like what one year
1: at Cal? One year at Cal, yeah.
0: Did did like he's from Atlanta, right? So like does he actually did he really connect with the the Bay, you know? I mean for a college student, did it
1: feel like it? I mean he's he's I think he said he was going to go back and, and finish his degree at Cal. I think he yeah. said that at some point. Yeah. He really went there because his mentor was Sharif. Really? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't see any big big moves next year. Any players like sort of – but we'll see. Every year there's always something crazy that happens. So.
0: Ooh, let me ask you something, man. <laughs> Do you think with Wiseman out and now that the Warriors don't have to develop anyone outside of Jordan Poole – do you think all the ranting, do you think Steve Kerr is, I don't know if Steve Kerr was officially on the hot seat. Maybe the mumbly, grumbly, casual Golden State Warriors fan base put him on, this, on the hot seat. But uh,
1: do you think all that chatter is going to go away finally? I think it's it's not Steve Kerr that is, quote unquote, on the hot seat. You know, I think... Out of everything that's happened, what's happened this year, I think, is that it means that there's one more chance for something to go wrong before somebody gets in the hot seat, right? If that makes sense. So even though Steve Kerr was on a very hot seat, like even if something else goes bad, I don't think he's on the hot seat. What I do think, though, is that if the Warriors get a good pick this year, especially from Minnesota, and Bob Myers does not do well with that pick, can you imagine? Like. If Wiseman doesn't pan out and a top five pick doesn't pan out, like I think it might be a Bob Myers hot seat.
0: I can see that. I mean, it'll take a while for that to develop. And I do (laughs) think it'll be very, very difficult uh, to screw that up. In terms of Kerr, it's like, you know, people are saying he's not a great developmental uh, coach, right? Fostering young guys, he's good at like dealing with veterans and seeing – especially for this team, what they had and then implementing a system and, you know, having other players kind of be coaches and, and whatever, everybody being fully formed. But, you know, and then he, he's a good coach for uh, one thing and not the other. I think next year, I think next year he'll be fine, you know. I mean, I Wiseman will be behind, but I don't think he'll be a huge liability I think Wiseman will be a guy out there who's not going to be all the time spectacular, but hopefully he's going to be a guy out there who looks like he belongs, you know? And he's a guy who's like not the star of the team, but he will be solid. And that's like the first step in his ascension to hopefully being like uh, an all-star player.
1: Kavon Looney came in as a rookie under Steve Kerr. So, I mean, he dealt with a bunch of injury issues, obviously too. And, I feel like he's playing at the upper limit of his potential based on where his draft stock is. So why can't we trust Steve Kerr to do the same that he did for Kavon Looney?
0: Yeah. I was thinking of Kavon Looney earlier this week because he's somebody that we always overlook when we talk about draft record. That was a, that was a win late in the first round, but I mean, it, it was different bringing Kavon Looney, like a role player that was at the end of the bench that had like, you didn't really need for a couple of years and learned. And then he would come in for spot minutes and his role is really limited. Right now when the Warriors don't have that deep of a team, you obviously need guys who can do a little bit more. And I think Kerr's done okay with what he's been given uh, to that extent. I guess the one question <laughs> that I thought of was like, wow, now that Uber coming off the bench a little bit, it's like, Maybe he should have come off the bench to begin with and you should have left Wiseman out there. Who knows?
1: Do you think Uber is gonna stay now? Now that he's got this rhythm off the bench? It's tough
0: because a couple things, right? Like he could either be like just quietly stewing to himself, like he's like, you know, fuck this. I'm just gonna do this and then I'm out of here. You know? You know, he's like twelve more games, thirteen more great games, and then I'm out of here. Or it could be like, you know, I've had a pretty mediocre season. I might not get the twenty million. A year contract that I want. Maybe we'll see what happens. You know, like maybe the Warriors offer him uh, sixteen, and then he decides to stay. But uh, I still think he's gone. But I mean, who knows what's what's going on in uh, in his mind? And it really, really just depends on what other teams offer him, right? Like what teams need a starting small forward who can do what he does, but who. Also, can't do the things that he can't do. You know,
1: that's a good point. I think that it'll be good to see the market. He's eventually, he's probably going to start for the first month or two. And he's probably still going to get significant minutes, even if he's coming off the bench moving forward. Cause I don't, you know, obviously Clay Thompson is not going to play the full, whatever, 35, 38 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he was smart about it. But I also think he's a guy that's really into ego, that's really into that. The, yeah. the the optics of stuff. He's
0: not he's not like late 20s Iguodala who played for Team USA, was a high pick, was um you know an all-star. He's some guy who came off the bench and everybody thinks of him as a bench player and he's 25, 26 and he wants to be, he wants to see what his ceiling is. So this is more about his journey for himself than how he can help the Warriors win a championship. And that's fine and all, but that is something that just has to be realized and admitted, you know? Uh, but again, it really just comes down to what the offers are and what teams offer him in terms of a role, let alone just money. But hey, if he's willing to come back for like uh, 15 mil a year and come off the bench, I'm more than happy to see him there next year. All right. Well, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Checks out on Twitter at oakland warriors check us out oakland OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to subscribe and listen the oakland warriors podcast is produced by national Film society that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs